So welcome to another episode of the LRJ Podcast and Chill. We have a special guest here with us today, Stefan or Stefan. Hey, it... how's it going? Stefan, <laughs> right? Hi. Stefan, <laughs> Stephen, Stefan. Yeah. Stefan. Okay. Okay. I'll take whatever. <laughs> no, I'll take whatever. Just don't call me Stephen. I, I cringe. Okay. Stephen, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, Stefan then. Hey, you Stephen. never know, man. Just Steph. <laughs> <laughs> I go by Steph. Normally, I go by Steph. Yeah, okay, yeah. You should call you Steph. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, we have Steph here today, and he's going to talk to us about how to find the one, or how do you know this person is the one? Because I think he has some experience for us today, so he's going to share some tips and uh, things to look out for. So, yeah, I, I guess, I guess, start. before we it's get into easy. it, I guess a congratulations to Steph, obviously, you know, for oh, the good. recent engagement. Thank you. Uh, it has been like three months, is it? Oh wow! That yeah, recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, give or take, it's been a few months. It's a uh, a lot, a lot of pressuring. And then... <laughs> How long you guys been dating for before you kind of decided oh, to kind of take the next step? And it's been like almost like seven years now but she likes to round up so call it eight but like (laughs) (laughs) she she likes to round up right yeah she rounds up (laughs) nice no but it's been good um i think there's you know to kind of preface it been traveling a lot and you meet a lot of people along the way guys and girls right but in, in terms of personality i think you eventually are able to kind of trickle down into like the types of characteristics that you really kind of vibe with. Um, But yeah, definitely hasn't been like super easy. That's for sure. So so Safa, maybe just take us back a little bit in terms of like your background. So you, you, are you born and raised in Canada, Toronto? Yeah. And then thus you spend the rest of your life pretty much there until you graduated. That's right. And then you moved back to Hong Kong, is it? Yeah. So it's for her. Um, oh, okay. Kind of felt like an ultimate. So where did you guys meet? Wait, did you say? <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we met in in um, Western. Uh, we had a few mutual friends, but we kind of really got to know each other at the last year. So senior year, last semester uh, in a summer math course, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then, yeah, we literally just had a few after once the the actual school season started, we had a couple of classes together. Uh, I think we partnered up in a couple of assignments that was kind of arranged by the prof. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> thought she was cute. And then, you know, timing Ooh. wasn't the best because like when you try to get yeah. to know someone in your final year, it's like it's going to be short lived, right? Not necessarily. Yeah, clearly not. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. <laughs> so what, I wasn't what, expecting much. I guess you said something was like stressful when you said, or something not stressful, but like something the timing wasn't good. Well, when you like, usually meet someone, it's gonna be probably maybe freshman year or you know maybe junior year. But when you meet someone literally in the final semester in senior year, um, I mean all the fr- like all the friend circles have already been established, right? So you don't really expect to really get to know someone in depth. Um, and that was kind of like the case for us as well. So yeah, literally just met in like during summer going into the final year and then had one year to really know each other and then kind of decide whether or not it was going to work after like post post uni, right? Are you guys in the same year? Uh, yes. Um, so she's also older. in her final year as well. Yeah. So when you guys kind of obviously, you know, get together, you know, you know, relationship, do you guys talk about, okay, after graduation, are we going to stay in Canada? Or are we going to actually try something new in Hong Kong? Like, has, or, or is it kind of like go, go with the flow type of thing? Um, it was kind of go with the flow. I think that was mm-hmm. my choice. I don't think that's what right. she would have wanted. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just really difficult because um, as we're writing our final exams in preparation to graduate, she already got accepted um, by Cathay Pacific to work in, um, I guess, like the marketing department uh, with like the retention department of um, in in based in Hong Kong. 
Um, so right away, I knew that, you know, maybe after uni, probably get like three, four months outside of school. And then she was, she was gone. So, um, I kind of knew that was coming and just tried to make the most of like the few months before we did graduate to, to really see if, um, you know, a relationship like that was worth pursuing. Because I will say that was pretty brave for you at that time to kind of, you know, decided to, you know, go on this journey with her, right? At that time yes. when you graduate and then you'd be what like, you know what? What made you want right. to pursue yeah. it? Oh, man. Was it love, man? We, we, like, I mean. No, it's actually not that. I think there was a couple of times where um, there were things that she would do um, that to me was like little minor details. So like, let's just say, like I had a car and uh in western um and then you know we'd be going to a place and then let's just say she's sitting in the in the passenger seat and i'm thirsty there's a there's a bottle of water if you ask for a bottle of water does that person just give you the bottle of water or do they you know uncap open the cap give it to you like oh shit that's that's the detail that's the detail wow so I'm, i'm a sucker for these details right so um that was obviously good move, Bonnie. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> sign. Um, but it's just, yeah, I think she was very genuine from the get-go. Um, and then plus these little things along the way, I feel like um made me very interested in trying to get to know someone more because, like I said, as you meet more and more people and you know, you're able to kind of see these kind of details, or at least, you know, if you care about it or not, it's a different conversation. But for me, like, yeah, that that was one of the most memorable things i think even till today like it's still it's good yeah, top of it's mind. These yeah details right mm-hmm. so you have you guys have been dating for roughly around a year and then you guys decided to move to another country uh no nah, man i feel like i mean bonnie might correct me on this but i feel like maybe we're like three four months in at that time and then you already decided you know what i wanted to pursue and try out you know things with her yeah. And see how so, what if, obviously, yeah. you know, example, what if she say, I'm going to Cambodia? Would that kind of be like, oh, or like Indonesia? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, somewhere really random, like Papua New Guinea. Like, obviously, I'm making it very tough on you, but that's what I'm trying to say is, is it more like um, the timing where you kind of wanted to pursue something as well, or purely on love, which, which is fair, right? Because Someone who just been dating for say three four months makes sense, right? I mean, it's also a career path, right? Yeah, timing definitely has to match up. Um, yeah, I think even then, lo- looking back, I don't think I was very o- as open minded as I am now. Um, I think you guys can relate. Being in Asia, you kind of see a little bit more than you know. Being kind of like, like I'm from Mississauga, which is a relatively large suburb in Toronto, but. Um, you know, the friends that you're around normally just don't have that kind of like life experience. And, you know, if someone says, I'm going to move to Bali, um, usually you don't associate that with like, you know, can actually make money over there or try to have a decent standard of living. Right. Especially when we came out of, when we came out of university, we're like dirt poor, right. We're all like drowning in like school debt. And for her, at least Hong Kong at that time, pre COVID, it was kind of, um, pretty much like the top i think it was kind of like everything was going well at that time and it was at least worth considering um then um so had it not been hong kong i think it would have been a lot more difficult to really pursue or at least you know see if it was going to work out um it definitely doesn't hurt the fact that she worked for cathay pacific where we get the same perks as the flight attendants right even though she's in an office role um and yeah we like we also long distance for two years um so once she did move to hong kong i still had to kind of make make ends meet in toronto because at that time the relationship's still young um oh so you haven't moved back right away you kind of she left so she left and then we're long distancing and maybe every few months uh, we would utilize some of her work benefits and we would meet up in places like, like you said, Bali, or we'd mm-hmm. go to uh, Korea. Um, I think, yeah, we just went to Japan. Uh, that was one of our first trips um, overseas. 
And then things like that. Also, you really get to know someone. I think you guys also have experiences like traveling with significant others where, you know, you might not live with someone or, um, and you don't know like their personal habits too, right? Like, is this person clean? Is this person messy? Um, you know, are they super opinionated when you're trying to do things? And then, you know, it's like my way or the highway. Like these are the things that I think kind of added to and strengthened the relationship um, over the two years that we're long distancing. Um, and yeah, like I mean, I guess it was just, you know, building those experiences together um, throughout time um, to really kind of, you know, allow me to really make up my mind and, uh, you know, take it on as a challenge. Because definitely I wouldn't recommend long distance relationships for for everyone. Um, it's a lot of commitment, uh, especially when you're 12, 13 hours apart. You know, it's good morning, good night. You're, you're literally like sacrificing weekends um, with your friends to like go home and press. Oh, back then it was Skype, right? Skype. Using, yeah. So <laughs> that was using, a long time ago. <laughs> and that was one of those like, all right, we're going to download. We're going to torrent a movie because, you know, Netflix wasn't that hot then. Um, and then we would you know, one, two, three, press play. And then we're like, we try to watch a movie together. Oh, then that's, there's that's any, cute. That's cute. Yeah. And then there's buffering. And then you're like, our oh, press pause, like, you know, you're 10 seconds faster. And then like, mm-hmm. you go right. through all of these kind of situations where, you know, versus when you're, when you're actually physically next to each other. Um, yeah. Those are kind of like the, the little, you know, the effort that you got to kind of put in. Um, to really make it work. Otherwise, um, it's way too easy to hmm. to say one person is putting in less effort. And I'm I, not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like, no, I, I think it's pretty, it's pretty tough as well, right? <laughs> Steph, what you just said, I, I, I think I couldn't do it, to be honest. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I'm going to ask you, John, that, but I, for me personally, I, like, I've straight out of graduation to put in that much of a commitment to not only go for long distance, but also be able to sustain and also to, you know, eventually move to a new place, right? What about you, John and, and Leslie? Because think about the relationship just literally started off, you know, three, four months only, right? What do you guys think? Yeah, and they're still young, like 23-ish, I'd say, right? When you finish university. Yeah, about there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really young age. And, and, you, and you've seen a lot of shit during that, period in your in your life right like you see oh, a shit. lot of oh like you know i'm people, interested to hear <laughs> right you, you definitely do meet different types of people um right. during that time <laughs> where you feel like there's a lot of fish in the sea perhaps i don't know <laughs> well, i was like, kind of curious like what made you realize like like maybe like the things that she did or the things that she said that realized like, okay, this is a person I want to commit myself to. Like, cause I know you mentioned like the small details, but I'm also curious, like how did you pay attention to these things and realize these are the things that you care about? Uh, I think it was definitely like the previous relationships. Um, you kind of, like, I mean, we've all kind of had different types of partners throughout, you know, mm-hmm. till today, like, right till present time and you would think that you like a certain type of personality so let's just say you like someone that's a little bit more aggressive maybe career oriented and then all of a sudden you find out that like these these types of people don't make time for you because they're too ambitious and off trying to make sure that they figure themselves out right and then Mm -hmm. I, i guess it's just you know accumulation of this kind of experience like dating experience where um yeah I, I feel like that was one of the things also like i said um i don't come from a place of money so whenever when you're dirt poor and then you have someone that actually likes you for who you are and then offers to like hey you know what like i i want to go on a trip here but i know you're coming from canada and you know if you're in hong kong it might be a three-hour flight to go to like a bali or to go to a japan or korea and then someone's like you know what like I could take care of it. And then like from a financial perspective, you see how people view money in a different light as well. Right. So Mm. not only is it kind of like an emotional connection, but it's like, okay, well, someone has the maturity to think through like, okay, well, you could be 
flying halfway there around around the world for me, right? Like the least I could do is if there's anything I could do to help things out, like maybe that that might make me say yes as opposed to no. And then mm -hmm. as a result, you know, we get to experience something together. Um, so like for example, when I was probably at I think one of my my poorest moments in in life. <laughs> she was like, "Let's go to Maldives." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Where the fuck is Maldives?" <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And then there's like those kind of experiences where like she had to sacrifice something um, for us to have that experience, mm -hmm. and you know she did it without hesitating. Like that's something I I definitely don't take for granted now, and. Yeah, it's just little. I guess it's little things like that. I don't know if that's considered little because I know that's uh, pretty big for me. I yeah. don't know. I, I yeah. feel like that's because it sounds big, like like I mean they they understand like, trying yeah. to understand you and from your position and yeah, I guess like communicating with that that kind of information with you is it? Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's would you say is like wow is your. I wouldn't say dark days, but during tough times, your partner is able to lend a hand or kind of provide that, that, or like be there with you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. For you. That kind of. Cause you think about just... it, you know, back then when we were in university, like I, I tend to have these kind of moments where I look back and, and see where we all kind of started from. Cause like I said, coming from us, like a smallish place like Mississauga. It's not a major city that, you know, people that we normally hang out with are from like, oh, I'm from New York. I'm from Boston, right? I'm just from like a little suburb called Mississauga. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you have these kind of scenarios that really kind of test you, like, okay, well, when you have like a $2,000, $3,000 trip, right? And you literally just came out of school you don't have any working experience so like you remember when we used to go and look for jobs we had to show like what our gpa was do you remember those days <laughs> yeah right? mm -hmm. really? i don't remember that so, really congrats, congrats. Yeah, congrats. you're not really? one of us <laughs> yeah i actually didn't need to show my gpa that was the thing you got to differentiate yourself right it's like okay well, how many hours did you volunteer yeah exactly <laughs> right I mean, my gpa like was bad so i didn't even put it in there yeah, me too, man. Because <laughs> I know a lot of people used to do that. But yeah, I think it's like, yeah, you get kind of start at the bottom. I think that's like something that kind of you kind of worry about. Yeah. I mean, now looking looking back, you know, we can laugh at it. But like jobs were looking for one to two years experience. Like I had zero. <laughs> how, yeah. how, yeah. how am I going to how am I going to get experience if you're not going to give me any experience how am i going to accumulate my first year <laughs> that's contradicting isn't it it's like yo junior position requires more than two years i don't even have that under my belt or else i wouldn't be a junior right yeah yeah hr ryan uh can you give us some insight into that <laughs> i think it's flaw i think it's flaw in the system <laughs> but we have a separate topic on that but i mean just going back to what steph has been saying right i mean john and leslie would you be able to i i don't want to say sacrifice but do you think at that age can you be that sensible and understanding to your partner because i definitely learned it you know a few years ago like oh this is this is how you're supposed to be thinking like not only about yourself but also you know definitely what, what you can provide and think from your partner's side right i mean the sacrifice yeah yeah and like mm -hmm. mind I, you you might not know that person for that long like yeah, so are, yeah, are you worth the time? And yeah, it is. Makes you wonder, like, well, it makes me wonder, like, how do you, yeah, how do you know, like, this person is yes, the person that is for yeah. you? Seriously, yeah, you don't, man. Because answer is no. Leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think it's all like I don't know. Maybe it's like some some little signs that you kind of feel like, hmm, I think this person could be could be it. Possibly, like when you first meet them. Steph, yeah, would you say you were more ahead, pure though. back then? Like more, I, I guess, quote unquote, naive. But at the same time, you kind of believe in love, believe mm -hmm. in you know. What, versus when you now, now that you're out, you know, obviously more meeting more people, thinking more business oriented. Would you say you're a little bit quote unquote more complicated when it comes to you know thinking about these people? So would you say it's harder for you to pursue and have that same trust if you were to meet someone new nowadays versus you know back when you just graduated, so pure and so like 
authentic naive. right authentic yourself. naive yeah. is probably the best word yeah i would say so because like at that time you probably don't have many friends that are able to kind of share the experiences that we're able to share at like what the age of 30 something right like there's no one they can lean on to be like yo this might not be the right move you might not want to pay for this person's trip and then you guys find out you guys aren't compatible at the place at the resort <laughs> or whatever right <laughs> and then now you're like a few thousand dollars out of pocket uh you have a broken heart right mm -hmm. and now you're lost again and then you gotta and that was like when um you know these dating apps were starting to pop off too right that yep. was like when mm -hmm. tinder was like the only thing available right there was no like well like bumble or um what was a coffee, coffee meets bagel, bagel yeah right mm -hmm. there's none of that stuff. leslie just sh sh tell us your app that you're using right now. <laughs> hinge what's the toronto what's yeah what's the toronto is hinge <laughs> people use hinge here so mm -hmm. different yeah, yeah so that was that era right did you so, did you have anyone that told you like hey it's like i don't know if this is a good idea maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't do this like some yeah anyone what did your you parents about? say pardon what did your parents say um they were very were open. They supportive they're always supportive um they didn't really get to know her um mm -hmm. at that time because she left right i mean like we're doing long distance so she yeah she wouldn't really have that many let's say holidays or annual leaves to like come to Canada. Like we would go to Asia, but mm. it's not like, because when you fly from Hong Kong to Toronto and you're working a normal day job and you, let's just say you have three weeks of vacation, you're not going to burn a third of it to go to a place like Toronto, especially when for her, it's like, it's, there's nothing new. It's maybe visiting old friends, but I mean, even for me, I'd much rather go to a place where there's a little bit of a culture shock. Right. So because of that, um, my parents could never give me, um, I guess, that much advice just because they couldn't really piece all the puzzle. Yeah, piece all the puzzle pieces together. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like like you said, a leap of faith and um, just trying to make it work, I guess. But yeah, I would definitely would appreciate it if like, you know, I guess your parents are usually the ones that will give you the most pure advice. Um, versus friends that might have other ulterior motives or 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 just telling you things that you want to hear right like mm -hmm. there's stuff there's those situations too right but i just feel like it's easier to find you know quote unquote the one when you're younger age versus you know now that you start working you know in 30s really? it's harder to find the one because you're not as willing to take risks right because at a younger age you feel like you know what fuck it i will just give it a try at the same time you know these memories build up right these 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 you know, it's through these moments where you have nothing right and and suddenly you know a few 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 thousand dollars actually mean a lot more than right now that, that you start making a lot more money uh, it's, okay let's if we move away from the topic of money and we just yeah. talk about competition as guys, um, I mean, we're, we're all very competitive to a certain extent, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, this guy got an internship here. That person got a full-time job here. And then, you know, like I said, here I am with none of that, mm -hmm. right? So, like, what makes me attractive to somebody else? Like, I would find it very difficult to justify why I would date me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You so, ask her? Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no. I, I think what he, oh, he did. Oh, shit. oh no, I did ask him like, "Yo, why me?" Right? Like, I'm not that special. What did she say? <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. He's like, "You oh, are I special, bro." She, she yeah. just likes me for bro. who I am, and I guess that's that's good enough for me. Like, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna pry any further. Like, you just you leave it at that. Right? <laughs> that's a good enough answer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but still, continue. I feel like you you haven't finished your your your. What are you trying to say? Which part? No. So, are you saying because like competitiveness yeah, and like yeah. Wow. Are you saying right now because now that you start working, it's even more competitive? That's why it's even harder to you know stand out amongst your crowd. Is that what you're trying to imply? Or oh, I mean, yeah, definitely now when you look at you know having eight years of working experience, and now when you 
see the the relationship dynamics that your your peers and your friends are having right especially you know you know based in hong kong it's a very materialistic environment uh, i'm sure you all you know have experience yeah into at least conversational topics amongst friends right. and how you know you know you look at things a little differently now too right is this guy career oriented is he ambitious does he have time for me now you're 30 you know does he want a family right like these are yeah. different questions that we ask now that would that seems so far away when we're in university right like mm-hmm. you just you, if you have a job you're, you're congrats bro mm-hmm. right <laughs> that was then right mm-hmm. that's that was, good enough <laughs> yeah so um, i always felt like i always had a chip on my shoulder um i was always um on the back pedal i guess um just amongst my peers like just to give a little bit of context um like i dropped out of high school in grade 12 and went through like you know the whole mental health shit super early with like depression and stuff so i stayed back a year so right from Mm. then uh i saw all my friends graduate a year or the, the year that they're supposed to graduate and i stayed back so then at that point it was like okay well i still got to figure out my stuff and i'm a year behind right so if you think about it from like a self-esteem i was probably at the lowest at that point so if someone comes to you and says i like you for who you are i'm like i'll take it but if you didn't stay back then you wouldn't have met her right yeah it's all timing yo i i couldn't believe you know stuff that's you know because when I first met you, I was like, yo, this guy's smart as fuck. So oh, I'm, <laughs> you, I'm, like, well, I'm the opposite, like You actually man. went through all that and, you know, back paddle. I, I was surprised, to be honest. I mean, like, if Thanks, anything, you, have, you should have the highest, <laughs> you know. But, but it's good. But I mean, you know, it seems like everything works out perfectly for you. Yeah, but, but I think it's, it's the journey. And yeah. um, I know a lot of the people that I've talked to, um, just leading to, to them for advice, a lot of them, like... Like you guys tell me, when you guys look at a situation, are you results oriented or you guys look at the journey, right? And it's very two different methodologies and and how to look at life and how to approach it, right? Um, there's and and females as well, right? Especially when we're talking about dating and trying to find the one. Are you guys compatible in that in that regard, right? Um, you know, intellectually between Bonnie and I. Uh, very early on in our relationship, we had the conversation of what's your love language, right? Mm. And, and that goes super deep, right? There's there's different ways of expressing how much you like someone, whether or not you guys are on the same wavelength or you guys speaking the right love language. Um, that's definitely something that I think is low key, you know, not talked about a lot, maybe just because people don't pay attention to it or or it's just an ideology, but um, yeah, like the, these are kind of the things that I feel like throughout the years, like stuff like that has really kind of allowed us to really pinpoint our strengths and weaknesses and then just find a way to make it work. Just to build on that, right? I think obviously you guys have a great process where obviously as a result, now that you're at where you guys are at right now, but it seems like for people to start working for a few years now is not much of the process they're looking for, but more result is like, hey, are you are you ready for family? If you're not, fuck off. Don't waste my time. Type yeah. Or like, hey, you know, what jobs are you at? Like, what, where, where are you in your career, right? So I would just say, in I, I think in general, it might be harder to actually... Well, first identify what you want in life, right? As you're getting older and also you know who, who's the partner that you want to be with because some people do say oh because you know with your with your years of experience and dating etc you should you should know what you want but that's not always the case because you become more um less of a risk taker and you kind of avoid certain things and, and you think you know what you want but you don't really at, at some point because there's or, a lot or you always about. Or you always want what you can't have as well, right? I mean, as human beings, I feel like that's probably the shittiest part about being human is Mm -hmm. you're just never content, right? 
you you have you set expectations you you have goals and you reach it and some people are totally happy just like that's it i'm good right but then as humans we we're always so competitive and we just always want to strive for new targets and you know the people as well right and i guess that's why what i used to look for in a person has definitely changed a lot on what i look for now and whether or not i date someone early on like people change as well throughout you know the 6 7 years you date them right everyone kind of matures in their own different you know timing as well so you know if you're able to kind of have that open conversation about like okay well you know i went to school for this but now i'm going to pivot and do this it's it might set me back 2 years but you know for the long term i feel like i can actually be happy and make a little bit of money to support myself like there's that that that's that's what you're talking about when you're like 5 years into working too right like we always went to school you know whatever our friends told us or if there's like if it's recruiting season like i didn't know jack about like finance i didn't know anything about like um what was it consulting like any of that stuff i mean who the hell wants to listen to you consult when you have no years of experience like you're going to tell me right but then we all have this kind of illusion thinking that this is what we want to do i graduated an accounting degree and i haven't touched a single thing accounting related since i've you know took that last course in in senior year so it's yeah it's just people change a lot more than we know um and you know and here we are like seven years in you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it yeah. sounds like it's like you're trying to well people are trying to find what they value in life and i guess like in different parts of their different times in their life they value different things or you, you feel like these things are valuable to you. I don't know maybe you're younger, you feel like, oh, you know, the work or getting this internship is like the most important thing in the world. But then maybe you get older, you're like, actually, like, you know, work is not like everything. Like having a family is like something a little bit more important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, compromises. You know, as a couple, you, you can't just like, I am going to move here. All right well are we gonna long d or are we not are you gonna move or like like no one at that point in time is really eager to kind of uproot from their from like you know their their comfort circle right mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i feel like that's all of the years of experience that whether or not i signed up for or not like it just kind of it just happened yeah it's just really hard now like trying to understand the things that people want nowadays when we're like 30 plus um i don't know just being in hong kong for like five it feels like five years five six years now that's how my views have changed like i was so naive and thinking that maybe i can get by with like 30 40k a year in canada and have you know all my health expenses paid for and just if i want to have a kid then they can go through the public school route you don't really need that much money at that time it was like you make 40k you probably could get like a mortgage for a house you probably could have like a lease on a car right like that's that's kind of like the expectation that you have living in a place that's um that's less materialistic as like like hong kong for example right so you know it's just literally like you don't sign up for that stuff it just oh like we have a term in cantonese like yin sat right like we we don't understand it truly until we actually experience it um firsthand and that only happens when you throw yourself in the deep end and you go to a place that is like a beast like hong kong oh right? would that be a problem though i mean if you don't earn as much like you said right in canada about 30 40k and then you know just have kids go to public school and isn't that fitting the norm and expectation would that not be still happy for you if no, you not have right? as both both sides as both sides have to be okay with it and you're good right right uh, you and your partner right? you and yeah your you partner, and your partner that's, right i think that's it right like mm-hmm. nobody needs to make that 
much money if you think about mm-hmm. it like we we make money we spend it and we're like okay well can i live without buying this one thing that you know wants versus mm-hmm. needs right like yeah mm-hmm. do i have to have like a brand new car or can i buy a secondhand car and that's like a quarter of the price it does my partner care whether or not my mm-hmm. car is brand new like state of the mm-hmm. line or whatever uh state of the art sorry um I think that's like the, the the heavy conversations that you have is like, what are you willing to live without and what must you have? And together as a team, are you able to afford it? Um, Did yeah, you have this conversation like within like a year that you were with her? Because I'm wondering like, because of this conversation that you have. You yeah, know, very good question. Th- th- like that made you realize that like, oh, mm-hmm. she's a she's the one because we can communicate, we can negotiate with each other about what we want or what we see our future as. I think it was baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing in Hong Kong is being able to afford rent. I think um, that's probably one of the most challenging things when you come out of school is to make enough money not everybody gets an i banking job mm-hmm. um or something that pays you know north of you know i think at that time it was like between 60 to 70 thousand canadian dollars i mean that's within reason right coming out uh, with no experience or just maybe having like a summer internship or, or whatnot but those are the people that could afford to live in new york when you know we're at a time mm-hmm. where we could not afford to pay um you know now we have inflation but you know that mm-hmm. back then it felt like between 1500 to two thousand dollars for rent like that you're already in a different class in its own right like where i'm from at least so in hong kong the first thing you're thinking about is well if i'm living with my aunt and uncle or my whatever family and you're like are we going to hang out once a week in hong kong or you know are we going to be able to afford a place to kind of move along right like all your peers are renting places and they have their own independence and you know freedom if you can't break that part early on i feel like it puts a lot of stress in your relationship just because you know you're kind of falling behind in terms of like you know amongst your peers at least right so i think there's a lot of pressure there first um and then once you kind of get that figured out then you know, then it's the next thing. Okay, well, can we go on vacations three, four times a year? And then you have, that's another milestone that you reach. So it's not like, it wasn't something to answer your question that was discussed in the first two to three years because mm-hmm. like I said, we're still long distancing. I think the one question that she asked me was, are you thinking about ever moving to Hong Kong or not? If we don't, then none of this matters. I'm not going to do a long distance relationship anymore. And we call it quits. Damn. Right. Was that the so, ultimatum? I remember, I think you, you just briefly yep. mentioned that word in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because long-term relationships suck in the sense that um, you can have a very, very small argument, but because you're not physically next to the person, it's very hard to comfort them or explain without body language or whatever. Um, and I got to go on Skype and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. And then like, and it's, yeah, it's very hard to deliver a genuine message, um, virtually. So Mm -hmm. you're able to avoid a lot of issues just by bridging that distance. Mm -hmm. And I think that, did you start looking for a job in Hong Kong when she said that? No. Um, I mean, I kind of did, but like I said, I felt like I was working for a really small, security company like literally security as in like selling alarm systems and security cameras um for kind of like my air my city in mississauga so it wasn't really like experience i could even put on my resume or or linkedin at that time so it was very hard to even look competitive on paper in hong kong so i didn't know where to start so i yeah just kind of she gave me the ultimatum and I think I made a decision within a month and I came to Hong Kong without a job, without anything. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> my first job was working at Lululemon. And the In only Hong reason, Kong? yeah, my first job, uh, wow. I found it. I found it. Um, I think it was, um, 
the second or third month I moved to Hong Kong is when I got that job. I worked there for eight months and I worked there because <laughs> it was an IFC. So it sounded really cool. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's a Canadian, cool. it's a Canadian company. So um, there'd be a little bit more English than Chinese. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't have to talk to people in Mandarin or in Cantonese. And that was at that point. Yeah. At that point, that was, that was, that was huge, right? Like, why would I hire yeah. you versus a local person that could speak to, you know, the mainland Chinese that probably spend the most amount of money, um, in, in that kind of area of Hong Kong. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, man, that's why I said from the very beginning is like, I always had a chip on my shoulders because I was finding it very difficult to find anything that would differentiate me um, amongst my peers. Um, so yeah, I, I came to Hong Kong without a job and I got that as getting paid like 70 Hong Kong dollars per hour. An hour? Oh my god! Just for this relationship to work, like I wow. Yeah. Where did you live? Tough, though, I mean, I live with my aunt, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have family there. Yeah, and it's funny because okay. I never met her. She's very, <laughs> she's very extended. Um, I have like a really crazy life story. I feel like the more I think about it, the more wild that it actually is. And kind of guess... like me when I first moved to Hong Kong. What was your story? I had no job. I had no job. <laughs> I went with two friends from Toronto. We were supposed to rent a place together, all three of us. Yeah. But then two of them flopped and came back to Toronto within two weeks. Damn. And so I had nobody to like rent with and I have no family in Hong Kong. Everyone's here. So I had to like call my mom for help back home. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to sleep on the streets. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> and then It's rough out here. She had to reach out to... um my cousin's other grandma that I'm not related to. And then I ended up staying at her place. Like we don't know each other. And I was all the way in Choi Hong. It's like Mm -hmm. one of those places where you got to take a minibus after the MTR to get into the the tune. Yep. (laughs) And then um, I stayed there for three months waiting for my Hong Kong ID. Cause you know, I can't work without one. Right. And then so I was just job searching every day, but then living with like a senior and a helper is like kind of, difficult like i had to follow their rules and i was just new to hong kong i want to go out and meet people but i couldn't i would get locked out i remember it was like during christmas i literally got locked out i would facetime my cousin and i was like i'm outside your grandma's place locked out and she would laugh because she knows that happens yeah that's uh... my my start was really rough too sounds similar to yours but it's character building it is makes you strong because the two friends that you said couldn't last more than two weeks did they like hong kong to begin with or you know what was it that made them kind of bail so one was because of a guy back home okay (laughs) and the other was uh, she's just not like a hong kong person like not it's not for everybody i'm sure you guys all know i hated hong Hong kong Kong, honestly yeah she told me um to consider it um i thought it was hot humid you know there's there's a crap There's no ton space. of people you live in shoe boxes small places you have no friends yeah. um yeah i literally went there knowing one person too so it took, I it took me from the bottom it took me a year <laughs> to get my first credit card my god it was so embarrassing oh, me too. i tried Damn. with hsbc and i they failed me many times i had to get aon it was like was it aon <laughs> credit service and they gave me like oh man i feel like it was really like a lot of like sympathy for them to give me a card like it had i couldn't even book tennis courts and all i wanted to do was play tennis and like my canadian credit card wouldn't work so literally it was just it was really embarrassing it was yeah it's good good times man really good times yeah, you guys hey, made it work and it's like good times. <laughs> you laugh about it yeah like i had I had a little money in Bank of China, a little bit of money in HSBC, and they both rejected me within like 24 hours of submission. And I was like, fuck, I got to go to Aon. <laughs> we decided, you know, um, well, I guess, is there moments where you feel like giving up, I guess, Steph, on, you know, you know, and question yourself, you know, look, you know. Or any moments of I mean, regret. 
<laughs> all that the you time. moved to another city for another person. <laughs> all the time. So <laughs> when you guys have like you know your down moments, do you ever regret? Oh, for sure. You have no support circle. Like all of the family yeah. that I have here, they're local, extremely local. And the hardest part about, you know, anyone that's local is that you just don't understand the culture. You don't understand the pop culture that um, everyone's talking about. You know, you talk about entertainment, you talk about movies, music. Those are normal conversational topics you have with people to see if you can vibe or mesh with them, right? But if they're talking about like these local artists that you've never heard of and like mirror, <laughs> right. I still don't know who, like how many people are in mirror. Like it's really embarrassing. Right. I'm very expatty the more I think about it. And I still am after all these years, but like, I never had a conversation with them. They're always speaking in Cantonese. Um, I could speak it, but not to like that kind of level. Not of, like, fluent, right. Not local fluent. Right. Yeah. Same. So no support, uh, sorry, no um, kind of like a support circle, like a network, the network yeah. to, mm -hmm. to really lean on. Um, my grandma, uh, my mom's side, so she's probably the one I hung out with the most. And like I used to see her once every four years as a kid. So that was probably one of the, the silver lining coming to Hong Kong was actually being able to hang out and have um, weekend lunches with her. Um to kind of fill the time as well but to build up that initial support circle was was very challenging especially when you get into you know arguments Fights. or whatnot yeah 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 there's there's so many things that can go wrong you have no uh, one to go to right no one to run to <laughs> yeah seriously um so my so my situation you're asking me who i live with so initially when I came or when I said I was coming to Hong Kong, my mom's cousin, so I guess my extended aunt that I've um, not not super close with and um, her husband, they're like, yeah, I'll take you in. Like we live in a place in Yamate. It's pretty small, but we have an extra room and we have a makeshift, makeshift bed we can make for you. That was essentially just like storage boxes and you put like a very thin mattress on top of like four storage boxes and then it was one of those little like flimsy desk lights and you know i lived out of like two luggages for her well she said she's got to take me in for as long as i need it turns out it didn't nice. last it didn't turn it didn't last more than a month they kicked Oof. me out i didn't do anything though there's the only thing that happened was he's a uh, the husband's a little bit older and and it was a walk up. It was a six floor walk up. One day I oh locked God. him out. I in locked him summers? out by accident. Exactly one day. And oh, he, did you lock him out? Oh. He had he had <laughs> troubles walking at that time as well. So he was pretty pissed. And I think that was probably the single straw that broke the camel's back. It was like, <laughs> never mind. Like, I don't want any like anyone that we're not super close with to live with us anymore. So. After that, like, I guess my mom's cousin was um, really embarrassed and she started asking around her other sisters. So, like, I guess my, more of the cousins from my mom's side. And the only person that said yes, and especially, as you know, in Hong Kong, space is very limited. Uh, you rarely find anyone that has an open bedroom to, yeah, especially mm -hmm. rent free as well. Mm -hmm. Right. My yeah. Um, so a pastor she's actually a oh. pastor she took me in and it was obviously like it was pretty miserable like one you got kicked out after a month um and you don't have anyone to really kind of lean on um and then now you're getting moved to a pastor's home out in like uh park island right so it's a little small if for people that um are from hong kong it's a little small island um beside tingyi and it's it's quite remote uh it's really nice if you give it a chance but when you're moving to a place like that and you're living under a pastor's roof you can only imagine the the things you can't do <laughs> right i'll just leave it at that um <laughs> But like you know, you know, talk about like alcohol. Like you talk about you. any of that yeah. kind of stuff. Come back home late, right? Come back home drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. Every every day felt like a sin. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go to <shit>. LKF? <laughs> Damn, it's a Not sin allowed. every day. <laughs> right? So you have, you know, I mean, I've, I ended up staying with her for a year. Uh, she was very fortunate. A year? Yeah, I, I lasted Damn. a year. Um, Got baptized for a year, dude? <laughs> yo, so Christian? I actually, so she's Christian. <laughs> she's Christian. My you parents turned you into Christian. Oh, no, okay. she didn't. Oh, she shit. didn't. So, of all the people that I thought would hard sell me on religion, it would definitely be living with a pastor, right? Like, come on, right? Yeah. But she never once mentioned anything about God in front of me. She never said pray or in, in God's, you know, in God's will, um, God's will, like you know, yeah. Like none, none of that, and it made me respect her a lot, obviously, because she knew everything I was going through. Like I said, that time was when you know I was working at Lululemon, and I really couldn't afford to pay rent, so she didn't charge me a single dollar. Um, but I still tried to contribute a little bit to like the groceries and stuff, um, and that allowed me to kind of get my first year of working, genuine working experience. Oh, um, nice. so because of her um i was able to stay in hong kong for a little bit longer and obviously built that relationship with her uh with bonnie and then um yeah it was a blessing in disguise um yeah, thank the pastor a literal blessing man come on now. literal <laughs> no yeah. but from what you described like the it's difficult you know getting kicked out first month and then the first year you know uh, living quite out quite far at the island yeah. side right i mean exactly all these just for love really i mean yeah right? just, it really was just it really was love. it is really? it is it is right man it makes me i mean if you really so ask someone because i feel like what you would say at that time you have nothing to do as well so but i mean for people who started working right now who have already established that work you know say in hong kong whatever that is, that is and then they try to seek for love right seek for the one extremely tough extremely yeah. tough right I mean, well you weren't you weren't at that point in time at least you weren't looking for love or you're looking for the one sorry you're looking for love you're looking for the one right um at that time like i had so much more on my plate that you know obviously it was trying to make this relationship work but it's a lot of external pressure that you have to kind of break through so that you could you know, have time to spend time with, you know, the person that you, you love. Right. So it was very challenging. Like, mind you, like, we're not going on like omakase dates. We're not going on. <laughs> we're not like, if you're saving money, you're saving money for that one trip. And because now I'm finally in Hong Kong, this flight ticket might cost like a thousand Hong Kong dollars. It yeah. might not cost a, like a thousand Canadian dollars. Right. So it was a grind, man. It was a hustle. It's um, yeah. I, yeah. Thank the pastor, man. She's listening. Thank you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also like it honestly it works out, right? Because I heard some in some relationship, the partner will blame the other person, right? It's like, yo, I did all this for you, and then now I fucked up, right? And then what the fuck, like you breaking with me, like stuff like that. It, yeah, you're not pulling turn. your weight. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, so I'm wondering like if you're when you're looking for a partner that is actually like a partner to get through life with. It sounds like like someone to to also help like because you'll help them and then also help you, and like two two people working together, it's definitely better than one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. I, on that note, I don't feel like it's ever fifty fifty though. As idealistic as that is, I feel like. That's that. That's very difficult. Mm -hmm. There has to be certain periods in time where um, someone puts in a little bit more effort. Um, either way, from emotional support to financial support, um, everyone comes from a different place in time, and you know, to be able to find that common ground, like a common understanding that this is how it's going to be for. The, you know for the foreseeable future until you know you, you have a, a breakthrough someone extends a helping hand that you don't see coming like for me that pastor um mm -hmm. like that that was it man like if i if i didn't have any other family member because definitely friends 
I like to believe that friends probably would be like, yo, can you chip in for rent? Like mm -hmm. th this, is, this ain't cheap. Right. But it's like family that really comes to, to the rescue. And if it wasn't for her, then I would have had to go back um, to, to, Toronto. to Toronto. There's no other way. Right. Um, did you ever think about finding roommates though, to find like to rent a place? I did. I did. Um, at that point in time is when, she came through and says, you know what, like, I'm willing to split 50-50 with you. And, like, she didn't have to pay for rent because she lived with family. But um, she really, like, Bonnie came through and said, you know, mm -hmm. I'll I'll fork up whatever needs to kind of bridge the gap. And mm -hmm. that really helped me, man. Like, it's super embarrassing. As a guy, nobody wants to admit it. But I've kind of come to terms with it that, like, everyone has their own journey. And, like, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I'm everything that's kind of happened in the past has led me to where we where are, today. are today yeah, yeah. and Great. that's what i said right like it's that that sacrifice and you know you don't have to do that right like if if i don't do that you know i just find like you know for girls i just go find someone else that's wealth wealthier or whatever right <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's what i'm saying right like i always had that chip on my mm -hmm. shoulder so i was like all right if you're gonna leave me because of this kind of financial situation i won't be mad i can't be mm -hmm. Right, because mm -hmm. fuck, I may, mm -hmm. might have done the same thing too, right? Like, mm -hmm. who's not to say? <laughs> yeah, but, but then like, she loved you for you. So, and that's the thing, right? I think back then, when you meet someone, even when you had best friends in elementary and middle school and high school along the way, you only like that person because that maybe like because you guys had good jokes, inside jokes, and you guys shared a good wholesome time together. But it was never about like status or money or none of that stuff, right? But eventually that becomes a bigger bigger factor into into the relationship so you know that's yeah you have to definitely meet some of these people early on when they really if they say they like you for you like there's evidence like just there's nothing like it's not like you're from like a you're not a fool you die right you're not like a spoiled um second gen kid um with a rich daddy yeah yeah everything on a silver platter right so, so I think all three of us, Leslie, John, and myself, we miss out those uni days where we can, you know, obviously start a lovey-dovey. What? But only that, right? <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, I said we kind of miss out on, you know, during our uni time to actually find the one and and uh, build along and uh, see how things uh... go, right? Yeah, that's what I try to say. <laughs> so do you yeah, think I don't, if Bonnie... <laughs> Sorry. If Bonnie Ignore never me. landed Ignore that me. cafe job, though, like at the very beginning, do you think both of you would have stayed in Toronto and just love never left to uh, venture out to Hong Kong? I don't think so. Um, I think for her, her heart was always in Hong Kong to begin with. Um, she so she always knew she wanted to go back to work. Or if I'm not mistaken, she used to be there every year, like during the summer. So like, oh. and yeah, she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't drive it's so therefore right away it's very inconvenient to live in toronto when you have to rely on public transportation um it's cold as hell she likes to heat yes. right <laughs> leslie can relate that um yeah i don't think yeah if she didn't if she didn't land a job in Cathay, i don't think we would have worked out because there's just there's too many things that came with it um the it's perks the, and the, the perks the perks oh, yeah. definitely um allowed us to really build that relationship to the next level um and just being able to see things right have inside jokes um and just build on top of that you know um and just be able to respond to certain situations that you just don't come across in north america right like yeah you're very i personally was very sheltered um now that i look at it um and you know going back to the whole being naive and whatnot like you assume that you can just get by with you know a certain type of lifestyle and you know we can use the word wholesome now because for even some of the friends that i have in in uh, in canada right now they don't have the same amount of ambition as people in asia might have or in like the major cities maybe just from just their um just being a product of their environment right mm -hmm. so 
so yeah like i i feel like that job definitely allowed us to get us to where we are today cool yeah thanks stefan absolutely yeah want to wrap it up thanks for sharing with us yeah it's a great story man hopefully provide a little bit of insight that Mm -hmm. not everyone's journey is the same and um Mm -hmm. there's always a lot of uh situations and and like yeah positive and negative situations that every relationship kind of goes through um and then it's just up to you know as as a couple to be able to kind of communicate some of these points across to um to at least try to make it work or at least try to find a common ground mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but, but thanks Stefan. seriously i i think i i really want to hear more about your stories actually i think it's quite interesting you know you know obviously for sure I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's more to you know after after the one year that you have with with the pastor and yeah no i really appreciate then, jumping on yeah. thanks for having me mm-hmm. thanks yeah. guys cool. speak again later hopefully chat yeah. soon yeah cool thank Cheers. you everyone Bye. 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 later guys <laughs>